Hey, listen, how good is it to have the boys back on the box? Hello, Brisbane. Minister for Sports says Brisbane crowds are consistently the league's biggest. North Korea launching an intermediate-range missile over Brisbane's new bike-hire scheme. What am I going to see in Paris that I can't see in Ashford? Like, at what point is a Highgate Hill? At what point is it South Brisbane or South Bank? You will find the location of where the treasure of Brisbane is hidden, mate. When I arrived, they advised I needed some 4X. Hello, and welcome to Unpacking Brisbane, the show that asks, what was eating Gilbert Grape? <laughs> That's a huge one for the movie buffs there. Not wow. a particularly popular movie these days. Joe Dwyer, friend, brother and man who was secretly eating Gilbert Grape. <laughs> Haven't seen the film. I assume it's about uh, some small man that is eating a big, sort of, in my mind, Willy Wonka-esque character, Gilbert Grape. I'm thinking the same universe as the giant peach. Yeah, yeah. Gilbert, I'm thinking- Gilbert Grape is like a big, silly, like... Almost grimace-looking motherfucker. <laughs> but he's, like, also a bureaucrat in London. Like, he's sort mm. of a... He's a send-up of these rotund, waistcoated bureaucrats in London. He's he's a, he's a comment on the English class system. Yes, and no, absolutely. The, and, and Westminster generally. And he's a, <laughs> but he's a giant. So, the way the movie... So, the movie... So, the large movie, grape, by the way. And keeping but in mind, this comment. is a... Keeping in mind, this is a movie episode. The movie is... <laughs> he's, he's in the House of Lords, right? And he is advising the government on particular policies, but he's a giant grape. And his yeah, first yeah. name is Gilbert. And Gilbert. all the other politicians in, like, very long sitting sessions in the House of Lords are just having quick nibbles of him in the way that someone would eat a grape at Woolworths or Coles and not feel particularly and, guilty and sorry, about to be the clear, theft. Uh, Gilbert is not a large bunch of grapes. He's one grape. He's one very, very large grape. Oh, the studio want him to be a bunch of grapes. You better believe the studio keep the, coming back to the original The merchandising play. department wanted to be a bunch of grapes because then you could sell more grapes. But no, he's one grape. No. <laughs> I'm half tempted to take this thing over to Universal because Warner Brothers have been at me for the better part of six months about making it a bunch of grapes because that'll sell more toys. No. He's one giant <laughs> grape. grape. Um, His name the, is Gilbert. For the benefit of listeners who might not find this funny, uh, which is probably all of you, <laughs> um, What's Eating Gilbert Grape is a movie uh, where Leonardo, Leonardo... It's like a very serious drama where Leonardo DiCaprio plays Johnny Depp's disabled brother. And, like, their mum dies. Johnny Depp has to look after his disabled brother. Um and what people said at the time is that Leo's performance was so convincing that when he, like, walked the red carpet at the Oscars, people were like, oh, we didn't realise that he wasn't actually um, disabled on some level. Mm. Um, and if that plot summary and the <laughs> seriousness of that film makes you think, hang on, for doing that whole great bit for three minutes, are Joe and Henry <laughs> awful people? The answer is probably yes. Probably, probably yes, but it, it entertained us. Henry, you're right. We are talking about movies today. It is movies. the Brisbaneheimer episode. We are going to talk about the best cinemas in Brisbane because where is the best place to see a movie? The cinemas. Yes, absolutely. It's very Tom not on of your, you to say. Not on your phone. No. Not on your smart TV or tablet. And for those- The best place to see a movie is at- the movies. They don't call them the iPads. No. For those playing along at home, um, uh, it was pointed out. To, it was Sam reminded me on the weekend that uh, I first saw Inception uh, on my iPod Nano on a screen <laughs> that was barely two inches wide, uh, and I didn't think it was a particularly good movie. I, I would tell anyone who would listen in twenty 
10 or 11, that mm. it's a bit overrated and it's not really worth it. Not unlike Sean Fennessy of The Ringer, who famously does not like Inception. That's, yeah, well, that's very, and that's very fitting because, of course, the impetus for this episode where we are talking about the best cinemas in Brisbane is the cinematic event of a generation. Yes. At least, at least of the decade that has taken place a lot over the weekend. Barbenheimer, Barbie yep. and Oppenheimer obviously coming out on the same day last Thursday. Joe and I have both seen both films. We yep. actually both saw them on the same... Well, I saw them on... I saw them back-to-back on Thursday. Joe saw yep. them back-to-back, back-to-back on Saturday. We did, we did same order. We did Oppenheimer first, Barbie second. Um, Which I think just, having now seen the films is definitive. Oh, you, um, Barbie, does, Barbie is not the long one of the two. No. But if I'd seen Barbie and then thought, I've got a three-hour movie ahead of me, I would have been a bit like, okay, you, you, watch watch the heavier piece first. There's a reason dessert yeah. is last, all right? Dinner and dessert is the, is the comparison. That's, it's that's a really made. simple analogy. Um, to, be, to be clear, we probably, by virtue of length, uh, that we're not a movie podcast. If you want a review of Barbie and Oppenheimer, there's plenty of places you can go to, uh, namely the entire internet. So you can... You can do that. Of course, we'll probably drop little tidbits of our thoughts incidentally throughout the conversation, but we will not be yes, this is not a too review. much of your time with it. No, we're not going to. We're not going to go. Um, suffice I mean, it to say, we were pretty offended by the treatment of men in Barbie. <laughs> we, but what we will be doing is playing you a, a hefty chunk of Ben Shapiro's forty-three minute uh, epic takedown. De- deconstruction. Yeah, yeah, his his dissembling of Greta Gerwig. He really God. nailed her. Um, no, but Henry, um, I don't think we'll do Wikipedia wig out because um, there no. really isn't much. But I think we should let's just dive in uh, and get started with our power rankings of um, we're sort of broadly doing the five best cinemas in Brisbane. Am I right? I think we're going to go for the top five. Let's do that. We'll, we'll do the top five. Um, and by the way, thank you to everyone who wrote in. Um, Lots of today's episode is based on that. We are interested in your feedback, but let's dive right in. Well, it's a city on a river, and don't you ever forget it, kid. So, uh, should we start at like where we've what we've got at five in the power rankings, or if we go? Let's any- guess the population nervous cinema. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to that end, it's been striking people being like, "Oh, the cinemas have sold out." Um, I just got mm. reminded. I just got reminded of a cinema that I'm going to say we're going to remove from contention because it's not in Brisbane. Uh, but someone just reminded me of the Yatla drive-in. So, now, we, we are removing that. I think we have to take that off uh, mainly because uh, I haven't had time to formulate thoughts about it. Um, have you ever been? Yeah. I don't think I've ever been to a drive-in yeah, movie in my I- life. I saw... Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed. Huge for you. And huge for me. Absolutely. And everyone knows, everyone who listens to this podcast knows my history with Scooby-Doo. Yeah. And the the argument after, very cool, love a drive-in theatre, but it's a bit of a novelty. And I was such a purist about my Scooby-Doo, such a cinephile for the dog detective that I spent the better part of, the week, like three weeks after we saw it, convincing my dad and mum, being like, I didn't really see Scooby Doo 2 because we were in a car and there was talking and the little sound box. Like, I don't feel like I've had the Monsters Unleashed experience. And dad was like, I'm not going to take you to see Scooby Doo mm. 2 for a second time. 
And I was like, well, brother, uh, buckle up because this child is about to talk like that dog for the better part of a year. <laughs> Dad, and- if, if you thought there was a bit too much Scooby-Doo going on in our house, <laughs> prepare to see a psychologist in six months, okay, for yourself Dad, and your Dad- son. Dad did end up taking me and a couple of friends to see it again at, at a cinema we might mention today. And oh, I, I like the idea that in Dad's head he was like, at least if I take him to see it a second time, that'll probably just sedate his enthusiasm yes, yeah. Maybe he, It's like where your dad discovered you smoking some cigarettes and he was like, smoke the whole pack. He smoke was the like, whole pack. Go, go see some more Scooby-Doo. Keep watching it. Uh, oh, you like Scooby-Doo, do you? Talk like him for a year, you little freak. <laughs> I, I bet you fucking won't, you little... Oh, shit, he did. <laughs> oh, no. We got that well, wrong. Mate, before we get into... Can I draw your attention to a message we got from friend of the show and keen on Pakistani, please. Ari, dear... Dear actual friend. Oh, did he not send an the, actual message? He sent, mate, he sent a, a a genuine... Well, his first message is the objective criteria for a cinema. Okay. Now, sure he is hit as... Uh, well, according to Ari, the objective. And Ari, I don't think his name is short for Aristotle, but it's close enough that we need to treat him with this level. Oh, no, he did well discussion. here. Yeah, you're right. So, he's gone price, parking... Food, drinks, seats, screens, vibe, ambience, locations, surroundings. Now, that's a lot to tackle, but I yeah. think um, that all of that could form the sort of uh, larger umbrella within which we which in we rank them. I think all mm. of those are very much considerations. Mm. Um, I won't give away immediately Ari's take on who does each of these better because, I mean, we might just, maybe we'll go through the results and then we'll read all of Ari's because they're incredibly yeah. informative. I, I did message him back saying you've essentially written the episode for us. Yeah. Um, um, should we should right. we, should we we start at number five, Henry? Let's. Uh, we're going to go the Hawthorne Cineplex. Now, that is obviously a big one for you, hailing from the area, uh, and we got a couple of lovely comments writing in about people saying how much they love it and all their memories. Uh, fun fact, it's the first cinema I ever went to in my life. I saw the first movie of my life at the Hawthorne Cinemas. I saw Finding Nemo after I was wow. very brave and I'd just gotten a needle and I got a Band-Aid that had, I think, Dory on it. Uh, and mum and dad took my sister and I, uh, when I would have been three or four, to Finding yeah. Nemo at Hawthorne because we lived in East Brisbane. And I had one of the great days. I'm so mind. glad that you brought up. A childhood memory of Hawthorne. Right, so, right. It's, not it's the on. first movie I saw. The no. first I saw was at Carindale, Birch, Carol and Coyle. That was Monsters, yep. Inc. I was very nervous that it would be too loud, but we got through it. Now, the second movie I saw in cinemas was Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Oh, now, cracking second movie. Dad, Grandma, me. I oh, think Emily was old enough. We all goes. go to see Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone at Hawthorne Cineplex. We turn up. Sold out every session of the day. Oh. You're not no no. <laughs> and to be fair, it's not a, a huge ticket. it's not a huge cinema. No, not every screen showing Harry Potter. No yep. chance you're going in there. Yeah. Now I will say briefly that I actually saw Harry Potter Deathly Hallows Part Two at Hawthorne, one of the several times I saw it. So there was a nice kind of circular nature to that. Mm. But we walk out of the Hawthorne, and I was so upset, tantrum levels. I'm like getting really, really worked up, yeah. as you do when you're a child. Oh, I can clearly going to have some level doing of a tantrum. Yep. Yeah, theatrical. Some early signs of a a fairly unbalanced human, and I <laughs> remember saying to my grandma and dad, and this is like true. I said mm. to them, "When I grow up, 
I'm going to buy a gun and shoot everyone who went to that cinema. <laughs> and this story still <laughs> That's now, way worse. For anyone listening, like, when I grow up, I'm going to buy the cinema. No, I'm going to. Now, I feel for anyone listening, room. I should I should point out that I didn't do that. And I, uh, for anyone listening and, in Australia, that is that. a less inflammatory comment. With our gun control, that is. You say yeah. that in America, you should be on an actual watch list at that point. Uh, yeah, for any of our US listeners, uh, it's it's actually hard to get a gun. Oh, thank you. Oh, and also for any of our US listeners, the Sorry, C word Paige here. Just handed me some. The C oh, word, it's actually a term of endearment. Okay. It Any is. US listeners, uh, we actually say yeah. that to our friends. The fuck are you eating? Oh, it's garlic bread. It's garlic I bread. you're eating some caramel slice mid-podcast. What's the I mean, weirdest food to rip into mid-podcast? What did Joe, Paige said you criticised the cooking. Did Paige say, did Paige offer me some? Can I have it? Joe would like some garlic bread. Can I have some garlic bread? Can you feed it to me? Oh, it's bloody good. Um, Sorry. Just briefly, since you mentioned the Carindale cinemas, I've never been. Although Birch Carol and Coyle, real throwback. I want to say they're out of business. Like Birch Carol and Coyle don't exist. They're um, now event cinemas. Oh, right. A friend wrote yeah. in saying she um fell down the stairs at the Carindale cinemas that led down to the food court. And it was incredibly embarrassing. <laughs> oh, no. And everyone stared. I don't know the stairs. Do you know? Joe, if you haven't seen it, it's like. <laughs> It is hard to overstate how much the entire food court is built around. <laughs> like, it would it would be like, it's honestly akin to like the stairs leading up to the stage at the Oscars. <laughs> You're stacking it there. <laughs> or like making a grand entrance in a mansion down that main staircase and everyone's watching and applauding. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's great. And oh. look, look, and there's no cool way to play off falling down the stairs. You've got to. Not even Jennifer Lawrence could do it. You've got to laugh. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You've got to laugh it off, but not look like a fucking lunatic who did it by design. You can't get up and go, ha, 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 ha. You all fell for it. Give it a trick. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, great. And now for my final trick, I'm going to fall over weirdly. (laughs) And I'm going to be embarrassed and awkward at Carindale. Great. Um, Yeah. So, Hawthorne, you didn't shoot up. Yeah, Nostalgia Deluxe. It's an old cinema. Very pretty. Um, vibe, fantastic. Like such a nice spot. Great around yeah. it. Um, probably yeah. particularly during the day. Like quite a thriving. Um, yeah. It often it also road. Yeah, it is Hawthorne Road. Great. Yeah. Hawthorne also built across the road from it a Hawthorne Deluxe that I don't ever think has really taken off. I think the idea was originally they were going to show more art house films. Oh, and I do mean it's directly across the road, and they were going to. Mm-hmm do some more art house ones, and then didn't. And I think they're fully transitioned to just showing pretty much exactly the same movies as a show right. across the is road. It, is it just we are going to loosely go for like an adult audience or? I think it's more yeah, I don't I mean, like licensed. I, and I don't mean usually when a cinema is like we're, we're doing more of an adult bent. Uh, to this. Yeah, it's not like the porn theatre that Travis Bickle takes his yeah. uh, t- takes his date to in Taxi like Driver. Bris- Brisbane, Timer, Brisbane Heimer 2, your favourite porn cinemas in Brisbane. <laughs> You'd have, oh, you'd have a top oh. 10, wouldn't you, Hen? You sicko. Um, I would. <laughs> should we do number number four now? I, I we, we will. I feel it's also, and not to, no spoilers for the rest of the list, Hawthorne for me is like two minutes drive from Balmoral yeah. on Oxford Street. I think we're giving that to Hawthorne because it's, it is the first one. It's more nostalgic. And Balmoral's a little tattered. I think we've gone into... I, I literally do not know what the Balmoral is, and I would have driven past it. Like, Hawthorne to me is so iconic. Um, it's, um, sorry. That's it's, right. That's it's right. quite a good, but 
Hawthorne Cinemas also has Rainbow Smashes, which I'm sure yeah, will come uh, up. Yes. Yeah. I was going to say. Massive. The, the greatest drink. Um, we'll go from Hawthorne, which is nostalgic and more kids-oriented, to one that I think is a great, uh, more of an adult cinema, New Farm Cinemas. Now, this is, this is the – we're not talking Palace Barracks on James Street. We're talking on Brunswick Street, New Farm Cinemas. Just a fucking amazing experience. Makes going to the movies feel a little classy, but also some local fun. Uh, I remember mm-hmm. you and I, uh, a couple of us, we watched Death of Stalin there. Uh, we did. The day after the review after party, 2018. Mm. Good memory Man. from me. That was great. That movie's awesome. Maybe I forgot about that movie. Yeah, Death of Stalin slaps. Great movie. Great experience. Um, we actually got someone right in. We Actually, we got a great comment. I'll read it out. Um, I'll read out the good parts. But he said that uh, you have to wear shorts in summer because they don't have an air con. I recall being fucking freezing in Death of Stalin. I feel like in my mind, the aircon is too 100% has an aircon. Yeah. So, Jack Hinchcliffe says... New farm for charm and consistently elite. Popcorn tastes like real popcorn. Uh, as long as you're tasteful about it, bringing outside snacks is easy. Um, well, I can live with that. I think, yeah, you shouldn't bring in your own Slurpee, but you can bring in a packet of pods. I can live with that. Um, new, new Farm Cinemas does what I think does well what I think a lot of cinemas have tried to do badly and tacky, which is they've gone for like retro and we want to look like a 70s picture theatre. And I think they've actually done it. Yeah. Like, they've got the murals on the side of the wall and it's clearly trying to go for that kind of, yeah, once upon a time in Hollywood style yes. cinema. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, a Margot Robbie with her feet on the chair in front of you look. Uh, well, Margot- to, to, to neatly segue, these yeah. are the three movies that I've seen at New Farm Cinemas. Yeah. I know, maybe these are the four. Yeah. Black Panther. Great. Where I fell asleep. Remember you and me went and I fell asleep? Yeah. we had like seven yeah. beers. At, yeah. We had like eight <laughs> beers at the Osborne and then went to Black <laughs> Panther really and drunk. I fell asleep. I forgot and I was about like, that. We were so and, and put it this way. If you're a guy who looks like me, yeah. Black Panther is not uh, the movie you want to be falling asleep It's in. like when I had way too much to drink and then went and saw Crazy Rich Asians at about nine o'clock at night on a Friday yeah. and found it unfunny and fell asleep. Again, not a good look yeah. for a guy like me. Um, I've since re-seen Black Panther and it's great. But it's good, yeah. So, yeah. I've seen Black Panther, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, yeah, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Death of Stalin. Great. All very Pretty high batting movies. average for that cinema that I've seen. Sorry, the tech just fucked up for a second. Um, maybe I'll leave that in. Uh, yeah, very good quality of movie there and that reflects well um, the type of cinema it is, I think. Also, part of it, like, just not a lot of kids go there, which is, can be quite nice. It's one of those cinemas that emphasise the glass of wine as much as they do a Slurpee, which, brief shout-out, Palace, uh, Palace James Street could not, like, try to push you to get a glass of wine with the movie more. It's absurd. Yeah. It's almost everything they ask. Uh, we went and saw Rocket Man there, if you remember. Um, oh, awesome. And that was just a great film. I left wanting... Bohemian Rhapsody, shit movie. Rocket Rocket Man's Yeah, if we haven't made this clear on this show, Rocket Man's fucking incredible and Bohemian Rhapsody's dog shit. This (laughs) podcast endorses Rocket Man so hard (laughs) and I hate Bohemian Rhapsody. Rami Malek, good in Oppenheimer, though. Um, Because they didn't give him Rami Malek, here's one. (laughs) Rami Malek in Oppenheimer holding a clipboard. Yeah, I I reckon up until the end scene, I could have done that role, to be honest. Yeah. (laughs) Me too. That's good. It's one for the everyman. 
Um, okay, New Farm. I feel like we've we've got them there. Um, New maybe Farm's good. Maybe they're a little expensive. Parking actually very good because it's kind of suburban. Um, yeah. Now I think we're really getting to the big three. These these were the three that everyone wrote in about, wanted to talk about. Um, give me number three and let's talk about Lizzie Delaney's comment. Number three is El Dorado. Yeah. Now, El Dorado's just in Dro, right? No. Separate. Oh. So, okay. Event Cinemas is at Indrapilly in the shopping centre. Yeah, and yeah, El Dorado, yeah. And El Dorado is down. Yeah, just yes, yeah. shy of the Walter Taylor Bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, just to be clear that we're, to- we're talking about El Dorado in Drapilli. Is the- oh, yes, yes, yes. yes yeah. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, sorry. No. Yeah, sorry. Um, Lizzie says, features include the forever promise for the apartment construction above, true, Pepsi freezers, staff who are certainly under the age of employment, curtains that were once <laughs> red, now purple, and I don't quite get this, but I like it, the only cinema with a meal deal named after the cinema that isn't even the biggest or most expensive meal deal. So I assume they have an El Dorado meal that is just some kind of mid-tier dog shit mm. meal. I, th- I think that's what she is alluding to. They yeah. they are a chaotic cinema. I, I adore. I've never been. Never been. I adore it. It is like a kilometre from the front door to where you buy your tickets and food and drink. <laughs> there is no discernible reason because from Big memory, foyer. the screens are sort of tucked upstairs and to the side. Yeah. There is no – that you walk past so many posters, so many cardboard cutouts of the films. That it is <laughs> unfathomable in so many ways why there is so much space. And, of course, children are running there. Oh, she yeah. makes such an astute observation about – the age of the kids who work at El Dorado. It's like grilled, grilled level age. (laughs) Child exploitation. Child exploitation. I saw with Lizzie, I believe, and and Joy and Katie and Anna and Jimmy, I think it was there too, a bunch of people. We saw Fast 7. Yes. The last Paul Walker one. The the one with the, it's been a long See you again, yeah. Bob Wiz Califer. By Wiz Khalifa, by Wiz Khalifa, by Wiz Caliphate. And <laughs> we we were the only ones in the cinema because I think it was like the 9 p.m. screening on a public holiday. And oh, yeah. we were running around the cinema pretending to be driving cars, but like <laughs> jumping over seats. One of the most- we, And then we drove home, played See You Again on repeat. Oh, and and like one of looked the- out the window at each other or- Well, we- I- Dropped off Katie and Joy, yeah, and round the window down playing the song, and then would drive around the block and keep coming back for maybe forty five <laughs> minutes playing the song at full yeah. volume. One of the one of the better one of the better bits, f- just physical on, gags. Yeah. Gift that keeps on giving. Great, yeah. Um, now, in terms right. of cinema itself, um, I'm getting a vibe that they've got a bit of a quirk slash nostalgia factor going for them. Like they're quite lovable, even if they're not technically excellent. Mm. Oh, did we? I'm having a memory. It was so long ago when we did the Indrapilly episode, but was there a story we, we talked about them. then? I think we talked about it at length in the Indra episode. Having possums as well. Like a, yeah, there was something a, about the owner, I think. Yeah, there was something going on I think on someone there. wrote in um, who'd been there. Anyway, hard to, hard to go now. Uh, but anyway. Yeah, El Dorado, very much the, I would say, the Hawthorne of that side of town. Nostalgic. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think, yeah. Vibe and ambience, just tick, tick, tick. Clearly, and I think this is actually true of all the cinemas we've said so far. Mm-hmm. 
And funnily enough, maybe isn't true of one we haven't mentioned so far. The people who run these three clearly love movies. Yes. Yeah. You're Maybe Hawthorne right. a little little less so. Like Hawthorne definitely when they start, there is still that like nature of we were one of the first to do this. We bought yeah. movies to Brisbane when it was just a small country town. Well, according, sort of to, Ma- according to Max Goodwin, uh, Cineplex only operates in the greater Brisbane area and it's the last fairly priced cinema establishment in Australia. Well, well that's that's what we'll get to with the Cineplexes yeah. is. Yeah. Even even in the before New Farm came along, before even Palace started, because Palace yeah. was just like art housey. Before they became a little more accessible, before yeah. Reading was in the conversation, it was supermarket food court ones, Birch Carol and Coil, or go to Cineplex, and it yeah. was like four dollars fifty for a child. Yeah, still like only, seven dollars for a ones, student, and the only ones being authentic about we're just here to do movies. It's not. Yeah, you're right. It's not the, just the backdrop to a shopping center. Where you yeah. can have it all, um, which is why, by the way, you will note that um, basically none of our top five are in a shopping centre because it's no. just not that fun. Um, no. Joseph Brose have said that El Dorado is always quiet, fairly cheap, and the best recliners, and I think he's absolutely right. Um, yep. And just quickly, Laura said that New Farm Cinema was uh, is great if part of a bigger evening package on Brunswick Street. Again, location going for it. Uh, now, Hen, as we move now to the top two. Um, Number two, I think, is probably a technically better cinema. It is just lacking a bit on vibe factor and nostalgia, and that's killed it. But our number two is probably... You know how your favourite movie isn't the best movie? Yeah. Number two is probably the best cinema in Brisbane. Give it the name. It's a relatively new player. Yep. Reading Cinema Newmarket. Just sensational. Titan Lux and in particular. Titan Lux. Just, that's, that's what we've got to throw at chat. It is... It's just yeah, it it doesn't have the sort of mainstay element of like I love the palace at Dockside. I love yeah. the palace at the barracks. I yeah. love who I th- who I think it's I love not really the iconic palace. at all. Palace James Street, who has an excellent social media presence, clearly love their movies. Do a lot of fun. Th- this is a bit of an honourable mention for them. A lot of themed nights. Reading cinemas have. A very, very good social media presence, which is quite organic and run by people, again, who clearly just adore movies. They have the Titan Lux. Yep. Which is unparalleled in terms of sound. That's what it is. Yep. And and the screen. So, it is, it is just the best screen. Gone are the days. It, it, it's, it's the best. I won't step on number one. The food and drink is great. Yeah, great. Great sitch. Very, like, good service as well like I, like mm. I, look i haven't had a pizza there but popcorn have a beer have a wine uh they actually have a dedicated bar like around the corner from where you buy popcorn that is apparently mm. quite good like like they are willing to go hey don't just go to the new e don't just have dinner at grilled come and chill up here because also if you're going to the new e that's a pub and a shopping center you might as well have a beer at the bar in the cinema in the shopping center it's no yeah. obviously classier in any way. They get that absolutely right. And it's just clean. It's crisp. It feels great there. You know, the air con's at a ripping temperature. You bring the jumper, but you probably don't need it. Mm. It's, just- it's also extra points because they were the cinema who replied to Marco and said, totally. you can you can have a Titan Lux screening of Oppenheimer. So they've specifically engaged with Marco, a passionate movie fan, over Facebook Messenger and mm. changed their screening schedule in order to have an Oppenheimer screening, which I think now that we've seen it, mm. what I wouldn't give to see Oppenheimer oh, okay. on that screen. 
And Ari made the point, I think he's right, he calls Reading Newmarket an all-rounder in that it's not individually the best at any one facet. It's not the cheapest. It's not purely the best screen. It's not purely the best food. But they are very, very good at everything. Um, mm. And more than that, they don't get it wrong. They they, yeah. they just consistently get it right. Uh, whereas our number one, Henry, gets stuff wrong. It has big drawbacks, but it's just it's that flawed boy you keep going back to that fuck boy, you know, in that situationship you have. Um, I've seen that on TikTok. I hope that relates to a, a, a swathe of our good. audience, Henry. I think that was very quite- contemporary the way you said that. <laughs> that was very good from me. That was good. Um, should we go to our number one? Number one, of course, is South Bank. Yeah. Cineplex. Obviously. Was never, was really, never really anything else. Was never really it's, in the conversation. It's not just, you know, probably my favourite and probably the best. It is the apex cinema in Brisbane. It is the zenith. It is cinema in Brisbane. It is making out. It is popcorn. It is like ascending so many fucking stairs and then you ascend some more. It's a weirdly tall cinema rather than being particularly wide. It is Ginger on Little Stanley Street. Um, Southbank Cinemas, Henry, among a million other things we're going to say, it's where I had the first coffee of my life. Yeah, the first went, coffee yeah, of your yeah, life. Before I went, I was about, uh, I was 11 because I was watching Crazy Stupid Love with my sister and some of her friends and I decided to have a mocha. I had a coffee um, and I was Good flying. Job. I was absolutely flying. I was 11. It was delicious. Fun movie too to go in cafe. Oh, to. great movie. Yeah, South Bank, could it, could it be any other? It's, it's an example of, as it so often is with these lists, when you look back at the lists we've done, Ben's Burgers and Win Lane, it kind of goes beyond being just a burger shop as of this list and goes into this new, it's transcendent in a way that it commemorates a shift in Brisbane culture and I would say Brisbane growth. Brisbane, I mean, this podcast, Mangroves, how many times have we told the story of small country town that is becoming a world city and that's sort of the story of Brisbane. And I think when you look at the number ones on the list we've done on this podcast, you can see- just little small encapsulations of that shift. Ben's Burgers, a move towards a more Melbourne-based, chic, win lane. It doesn't just have to be a nice restaurant or a McDonald's. There's this sort of catering to a hipster market that might not have been there and this idea that we can widen our- uh, Like a, a sort of the death of the cultural cringe in some way. Yes. Yeah, you're you right. Look at, you look at our McDonald's episode. We can be episode. ambitious. Exactly. The McDonald's episode number one was Milton Maccas. That transcends just a list of what are the best McDonald's. That is an establishment unto itself. It is as iconic to the city as the Forex Brewery and the Suncorp Stadium on either side of it. It, it, It's it's part of a holy trinity. And that is how I think South Bank Cinema fits in as well. It 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 is is, beyond just being a good iconic cinema. It is actually an iconic part of Brisbane's fabric. For particularly- Teenagers in Brisbane, I cannot think of a bigger rite of passage than either going with your mates and pissing around or truly going on a date to the cinemas of South Bank. Like, there is not something that unites young people who grew up in Brisbane more. Um, a friend was saying the other week, actually, that I think, you know, you're what, you're just, let's say nine or, you're nine or ten, um, and she went with her high school boyfriend and they made out for two hours straight 
didn't watch the movie at all. So, and, and there's a magic to Cineplex. Like, A, have incredible stamina. Um, not really something you see people do anymore. But B, like, the idea that Cineplex was a safe place to do that and that other yeah. people there wouldn't be like, oh, these fucking teenagers, because it's like, you know what, that's what we do here. If you're a quiet and up the back, who gives a shit? I'm watching uh, 12 Years a Slave, which was an inappropriate movie to hook up in, but that's okay. I think that all the faults of cinema, because there would be people who would be there to see the movie, there would be families, and then, of course, a large majority were kids year 9 to 11 there to make out, walking yep. out with pash rash because you would you didn't get how kissing works and you would actually just make out for the entirety of the film. But yeah. people got annoyed with each other at that cinema. People got angry with each other at that cinema. People got absolutely to their wits end at that cinema. But you know what there never was at that cinema? No. Judgment. It was yeah, distinctly right. free right. of judgment. You could be down the front, lying on top of each other, doing all sorts of business. People would say something. Oh, get it a was, run. It was, there was this understanding that, for Brisbane, this was the nucleus of a pretty significant part of puberty. You know what the understanding is? It's, I don't like it. Get it out of my face. I'm going to voice my objection. But it's allowed. Mm. It's, you're not saying it's illegal. You're not saying it's crime. You're not saying you can't do that here. It's, I really would like you not to. But it's not a crime, you know? Now, we haven't spoken a lot about film on this podcast. It's this episode. But, like... I think we're both pretty big movie buffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as in buff guys who like movies. <laughs> what I believe that's saying. We're pretty, pretty buff gentlemen. Yeah, I'm a movie buff. <laughs> I'm buff. Imagine someone going, so what does he look like? He's pretty buff. It's, it's a kind does. of humiliating way to describe a muscular guy. Yeah, just does he just does deadlifts and just did deadlifts and watches the Northman. Yeah, just does the Olympic lifts. So I, I I was always conflicted because I obviously wanted to be liked, popular, and with girls when I was in year nine. But at the same time, I respected cinema too much. So yeah. we would like we would go along in a big group, and I would feel this crushing guilt about like because a lot of it wasn't actually just getting with people. It was yeah. actually. I would say the more rite of passage aspect of it was like m- causing a ruckus, essentially. Yeah, I, yeah. Like, that's why I you'd say you'd go in and you'd try and yell out yeah. funny jokes and yeah, like, yeah. Ma- like yell things out about the movie, running up and down the aisles. You'd sit down the front of the setback. So like, we would do that, and I hated it because I wanted to be funny and get laughs from the group I was with. But at the same time, I was like, someone here really. There's a kid in this audience who really did want to see X Men First Class. Yeah. And that kid was you probably know. me. I love X-Men First Class. Fantastic. Know, you're a bit movie. younger than me. You're probably there being like, mum and dad, why are these kids- What is going know? on down there? Yeah, yeah. Going on yeah. down there. What? Me being why like, are oh, all these people that- in short shorts and solly slippers? I hope that guy doesn't start uh, messaging me when he's in year 12 and I'm in year nine. <laughs> mum and dad, that'd freak me out a bit. <laughs> I hope I never have to start a podcast with that kid. <laughs> 10 years later being like, you've got to be fucking kidding oh, me. Sh- oh, shit. shit. Are you serious? I said, never start a podcast with this guy. Um, <laughs> no, I just think you're absolutely right. It, it, I think you couldn't be more right. It's part of the fabric of Brisbane. It's it's telling that it's not just a great cinema. It's a great place to be. Um, now, Amos would I James, rush back what are there some, as an What adult? are some movies oh. that you've... Yeah, I don't know. Um, the, I saw the, the set- Giver there on a date, atrocious movie. Um, I saw Anchorman 2. I sat in the front row in the big screen and I had fucking neck problems for days. Um, 
Oh, what haven't? Like, seriously, what haven't I seen there? Some memorable mo- moments for me from there. Yeah. Uh, buying tickets to see Nanny McPhee 2 with a group of 20 <laughs> and then just like blatantly walking into kick ass. <laughs> yeah, great. Immediately being kicked out and then having to actually watch Nanny McPhee 2. Uh, making out with my first girlfriend for the whole movie and then when the credits started rolling, whispering in her ear. Sure, she won't mind. Shout out to Phoebe. Um, sure, she's also not listening to her, yep. you know, <laughs> boyfriends uh, who I think our relationship lasted for seven days. If but I, yeah, but, but if you are listening, I hope you're well. I think she's engaged, actually. So, good on you. And she bit me because I'm not. Law <laughs> 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 oh, eating garlic bread, baby. So, I, uh, but I... Some people are engaged. Some blokes are eating garlic bread. Welcome to life. But I <laughs> welcome to the real world, buddy. Welcome to the real world. QUT, you're in it. But I, <laughs> hey, QUT, you're in the fucking real world. Hey, QUT, mate. welcome to the real world, the motherfucker. Have some garlic bread <laughs> as you punch them to the ground. Yes, yeah. Put put that in a marketing degree, bitch. But I <laughs> I whispered at the end of two hours of straight out macking on. Mm. I, I whispered. I said. Well, that's more kissing than you usually see in a G-rated movie. <laughs> <laughs> what a fuck. Thinking what a, you what are a weird so guy. Cool. So a, cool. Uh, as if what a one-liners line. when you as if you need oh. movies had led to me to believe me, like, well, I'm having this kiss. Yeah, I better yeah, yeah. think of something to say. Famously, you don't want to pull out a zinger if you've just hooked up with it's it's not a I believe she said well, shut that's... up. Well, that's more kissing than they're usually allowed in a gym. Shut up, would you? Can you imagine these children who have all come to see Nanny McPhee too and there's just two, like, 14... Uh, nah, what a disgrace. Um, Rock of Ages, I went on a date to there. Terrible right, film, but went there. Right. Rocky of Ages. Set of Jones. I Love You Too, the Peter Hellyer written film starring oh Peter gosh. Dinklage. Went on a date there with uh, a girl. <laughs> you know what? A girl. I'm pretty sure all three girls I went on these dates with are engaged. Wow, Henry, you really... No, but that's important. Well, ladies, if you under... want to get engaged, go to the movies with me. <laughs> they they got Bank to Cinemas. understand who they don't want to spend the rest of their lives with. And that's just as important as understanding who you do. They were like, yeah, I doubted this guy. He kept whispering about G-rated movies. In my <laughs> that head. is so funny, Henry. Um, but I, I, I more so, another aspect to South Bank for me is my best ever memory I don't know how this happened. I think it was through like, I want to pursue comedy. I like my dad took me to see Bruno Ooh. at like 13 years old. Yeah. And we had the best afternoon I've never seen. And dad, if you're listening, sorry to dob you in like this. I've never seen my dad laugh so hard <laughs> than in the scene where that, this that's a big dobbing in of your dad. Remember the scene Was where Bruno? Bruno's penis flips around and then no, oh yeah, yeah. No, no. there's a scene where Bruno's penis does like a essentially oh, okay. a meat spin and then okay. the pee hole goes Bruno. Very very funny <laughs> this moment in the this context. This isn't of the like movie. when Jack forced us to watch that scene from the Brothers Grimsby. That's just <laughs> so funny. He sat there giggling away <laughs> as we were just pretty stone faced. <laughs> Mate, this isn't good. It's a bit like that. It's it, a is bit a, like it that. is. A, it is a bit like that. Um, Holy shit, great. man! It was. Last- it was. Uh, but and then, uh, uh, on the twenty-five meter screen yeah. that they used yeah. to advertise, I, th- I think we they've stopped up. emphasizing that a little bit less. Cinema fives after the arrival of Titan Lux. Yeah, but yeah, I think yeah. You're but right. seeing Sasha Baron Cohen's penis on the twenty-five meter it's screen is quite 
is quite formative. Only um only other thing I have to say about Southbank rememories is uh my mum took me, my sister and a couple of um I think her friends, like our family friends, when I was eleven as well, to see bridesmaids. Um and it was like, yeah. you know what, it's MA, but you know, the kids are early teens ish. Joe's eleven, right. whatever, it'll be fine. Starts with full on sex scene for like yeah. three or four minutes, Kristen Wig, John Ham. Oh, by the way, speaking of length, people saying did you hear the Oppenheimer sex scenes like 15, 20 minutes long? Not even close. Here's a, here's a hot take for you. Was it even a sex scene? Uh, the very first one was like but, like 20 seconds and then it becomes about I am death, the destroyer of the it, world. It was, it, it, yeah, but it was just – it was more like two naked – the sex was so – Yeah, I think it's right lifeless, to say like there Which are, I think was the point of the scene. It wasn't scenes with Florence Pugh and Killian Murphy. But I apparently on TikTok it's like, oh, the sex scene is like 20 minutes long. I'm like – Absolutely not. But my theory is not if sure. you're a person on TikTok whose attention span is about 15 seconds at a time, <laughs> it probably does feel like 20 minutes to you when something you're is You're on TikTok and you're like, the sex scene in Oppenheimer went for 20 minutes and the whole movie went for a fortnight. <laughs> I'm only getting out now. Months have passed. I couldn't I mean, scroll through it. This, we've called this episode Brisbaneheimer. Mm. We, should we – I mean, now that we've said South Bank is our favourite, I might we'll, – we'll touch on some – Honourable mentions and and yeah, maybe yeah, potentially yeah. the rest of Ari's message. Yes. Do you do you want to quickly give your brief thoughts on a oh, Barbie and Oppenheimer? Oh, this deep in the episode, yes. Because <laughs> if you're still listening, yep. you probably care. Um, I thought Oppenheimer is one of the best movies I've ever seen. Absolute triumph. Um, really gripping for a three hour biopic. I had absolutely no qualms. Uh, only thing being. Uh, people who are like, oh, it's actually incredibly harrowing and people like Henry who said I needed to go for a walk outside by myself for half an hour after watching it, like, no, it's a <laughs> it's it's a movie. I stand by that. <laughs> um, I, I, was I, quite a, I was quite I was expecting to be more harrowed, let's say, um, but very affecting. Mm. It, look, it made me think more about the atomic bomb than I ever had. Um, yeah, what do you reckon? Should they have dropped it? <laughs> uh, you're listening to Barbenheimer. <laughs> Should that drop the bomb? What do we think, guys? What do we think? You're welcome to Unpacking Brisbane. Did Truman do the right thing? <laughs> um, Barbie, listen, you don't want to be the guy that goes against Barbie. I thought it was um, I thought it was funny in parts. I thought it was a pretty confused movie. I thought there were two or three movies going on. I thought there was... Um, a really kind of chaotic, absurdist, cartoony comedy. Um, I thought there was like a Greta Gerwig feminist indie movie and I also thought there was a kids movie going on and I don't know if they ever pulled every strand together, but very many parts were very fun is what I'll say. Yeah. Largely agree on both fronts. I'd say, again, I I need to see Oppenheimer again and I will very soon. I think it's the best film that Christopher Nolan has made. Don't know if it will rank as the favourite and the revisitable one, but it is, it's definitely one of the most sophisticated executions of a vision that I've seen and yeah, a, yeah. a tying together of all the elements that make cinema enticing and intoxicating. And, yeah, um, you're right. And it's a triumph, not just technically, but in terms of, I've never seen the filmmaking style so aptly 
represent the inner monologue of of yes, the yeah. protagonist. I, I think um, that was on, like only analogy to that is the Great Gatsby being an obnoxiously flashy movie about a guy who hosts obnoxiously flashy parties. Yeah, like, tell, it, it's telling the story in the way you tell the story. I think is really effective. The cohesion between the story, the character, yeah. and the filmmaking was so across the board. Yeah, you're right. Seamless. In conversation with the other, and seamless yeah. that it was, uh, it, it's a. I was incredibly haunted by it. It made me ask questions about humankind that um, no other movie has. I thought the way that Oppenheimer's mental state was the best representation of like intrusive thoughts and obsession mm. that I've actually yeah, seen right. committed to screen. And not to give away the way that he does that, but I thought it was quite stunning. And yeah, it's uh, it is the most kind of devastating finale of a film, yeah. I suppose, in terms of the point For- it was trying to make. And- for those who have seen it, um, the line with the Secretary of War about why they shouldn't bomb Kyoto is one of the more affecting throwaway pieces. And hundred percent true. Really, like you and said, that. that's that yeah. happened like because that that, that yeah, my that dad has rocked me as much as anything. Yeah, um, but they, um, no, it's amazing. It's yeah, it's amazing, and uh, I can't wait to see it again. And uh, for anyone saying the third act is slow, I think it might have been my favorite part of the movie. But mm. I'm an Aaron Sorkin. Uh, Oliver Stone, Nuffy. So that probably explains that. The and great to see Christopher Nolan's growth in that there are scenes of dialogue in very unflashy rooms that were as compelling as the most si- significant set pieces in Stellar Inception. Totally. Bloody great. Uh, Barbie. The highs of Barbie are some of the funniest things I've seen in a movie in a long time. When Barbie is getting it right, and I love Greta Gerwig. Mm. When Barbie's getting it right, it is so right. And there Sublime, amazing Sub- choice of lines. Sublime. Like, just sent me. So many aspects. Um, the middle act of the film did not work for me. The uh, This is given away in a trailer. The real world, I would have loved to see if they could have made this movie without needing that. My suggestion w- would be that the vision of a world where the patriarchy is on top, that inspires a lot of the decisions the Ken character makes. I would have loved to see... A la The Last Temptation of Christ, a la even A Christmas Tale. If there was some way to do that in a dream or a realisation within Barbie Land that mm. didn't require the exodus to the real world, or, I or think that might have been a more um, interesting film. Or the corporates come into Barbie Land to try and fix stereotypical Barbie and corporates so- they leave something behind, you know, they leave a phone or they leave a book. Like, that's a bit of a trope, but the something classic, like, like that. character, like, Ken finds a book about the patriarch as opposed to he goes to, you know. Look, I, I completely agree. When it hits, there are some extremely funny moments, but I I was anticipating more of a comedy and swathes of it were a little on the nose. The, the problem with the whole real-world aspects of it was, like, I've seen Coneheads – I've seen the Truman Show. Mm. I've seen fish out of water stories. And it was like, it just felt a little 90s of like, oh, of course, she lifts the cup to her face and then the water splashes on her yeah. because in her yeah, world. Like, though, but then the strange thing was for that act of the film to work, there needed to be a juxtaposition between the cartoonish nature of Barbie land and the drab reality of the real world. Ah. So, why was all of Mattel also-, also- Yeah. Why is there a- so like cartoony it was a funny, and like, like a funny surreal, line, but Will Ferrell at the end being like, "Oh, you know, we keep a ghost of her on the seventh floor." Like mm. that made me laugh. But I'm like, yeah, okay. So Mattel is also fake Barbie world. 
we don't look, have time to get into like no, the corporate interests of this film and the way that that in, yes, uh, influences I, and, the story. And, and I Isn't it honest, funny like, though that Will Ferrell was the least funny thing in that movie? Yeah, I got to be a cynic. Um, there were times where I just couldn't stop thinking about, well, this is exactly how Mattel wants to look, and they have really smart people who have figured out exactly how to position themselves in this film, and it totally. kind of held back from a more cohesive story. But when I they think go, both when are so worth seeing. When they go back to Barbie Land after the real world, everything from there on, like the Matchbox Twenty sequence, the oh, Matchbox, uh, the Margot Robbie line and from as the a, as a the bloke, boys, it is as so a bloke who has funny. played guitar to yeah. women. I oh, that sequence sent me. It's fucking dead on that that premise. And as you say, there were several premises in the film. That yeah. premise was the winner, and I was like, and I loved the first like kind of half hour as well. A lot of yeah, the jokes yeah, didn't yeah. land. There was there was a, like our cinema was kind of stone faced at bits of it. Like there were there were things that kind of felt like internet humor from five years ago. Like it was there, yeah, I agree. but that's going to happen. But it was. I, I also thought that, um, yeah, when it when it really worked and leaned into its more surrealist, like when it went full silly, like in the dance sequences, that's when it was at its best. They totally. just needed to do more of that, totally. but they had to appeal to a mass um, audience. I'd also love to see this movie with 30% less words. Yep. You're right. The telling us, hmm. uh, they tried to head their so bets by being like, um, they were the, trying to deflect The America Ferreira monologue. Okay. Um, yeah, that was cringe. Didn't that, it? That was so cringe. Um, last thing I'll say on it, tiny joke that probably got missed by a lot of people, but I thought was so funny is when Will Ferrell uh, is told out Barbie escaping and he like falls off his chair and all the corporate guys help him up. The line is, what is the point of that chair? Which I just found really <laughs> funny after falling off it. Um, and obviously, right. Sublime is just a great- Sublime is amazing. For, for something I thought was about to be so cliche of, oh, let me think about it. You go behind a door. You're like, yeah, yeah, I can't wait. Anyway, just brilliant. Mm. Sublime. Was Very good. Uh, Greta Gerwig, again, so many great ideas. I thought that the ending was very affecting and, and quite beautiful. Uh, I, thought, I thought you- Yeah, I, thought, I quite liked- uh, I thought it was. It's got it was good parts, but for me, it it didn't work. But that doesn't mean it's not worth seeing per se. Yeah, yeah, it didn't. I think she, I think she landed the plane, but there was a lot of turbulence. I think it. I think the last third was strong enough for me that it did claw it back. Fair anyway, right. the men should like we, Oppenheimer. Um, uh, should we hit? Uh, should we hit some honourable mentions and then get out of here? Yeah. Um, Big shout out. Barracks is fantastic. Uh, it was Henry and I's local cinema while we were living on Caxton Street. Um, we saw, saw Heat Tenet. there. Saw Heat there. Saw Tenet there. Tenet and Heat. So, yeah. I think I saw American Psycho there because Palace does great like reshowings of stuff. Great reshowings. Um, Red Hill Cinemas. Uh, I've had the rare distinction of my share houses over the last few years being about 100 metres away from various mm. cinemas. Like I lived so close to Red Hill. Only ever went once to see Glass Onion. Um it's a good cinema. I wouldn't rush back to Red Hill. I actually don't like it all that much. Red Hill, I, Red Hill, I think, goes, it leaned in a little too hard to what New Farm Cinema did with yep, a little yep. more sophistication of like, it's a little too, it was a little too on the nose. And also, we've spoken about the Jaffles before. I've spoken about the Tex Mex yes, Jaffle that I had there that I, I did not enjoy. So no. that, that, um, I can actually taste that Jaffle in my throat when I mm. talk about the cinema. Uh, Stafford so, is actually a surprisingly good cinema, but it's in Stafford City, which is super depressing. Um, yep. What do you what do you reckon of Blue Room? Not near my top five. Um, no, I, li- I like it, and I love what they're trying really. to do. But it, yeah, I, the the way the food is brought out is too yeah. distracting. I'm, I'm, is it, sorry, I'm Blue Room's a great night. Blue Room is a great night, mm. but as a pure cinema, different beast. It's a cinema. Look, they're not even a cinema. 
Yeah. They'll tell you. 100%. 100%. Yeah, that's probably it from me. Palace, Palace, James Street, we spoke about. Yeah, great. It's also good. Dockside. Listen, there's some great movies. But, uh, yeah, I think those top five are are pretty – I'm reading through um, Ari's message. Oh, Um, yeah. Give us us just quickly Ari's quick hit of – which of those, each of well, those? Well, we, we mentioned his point that Reading Cinemas isn't the best on any individual criteria, but uh, yeah, price, yeah. Southbank Cineplex is the uh, the cheapest chips for the year nine date. Parking Chermside, you get four hours free, mm. you can almost get a park outside, always uh, get a park. But New Farm, if you get a straight park, you get a million hours and, free. And I think Southbank downstairs. Oh, no, that's not full, that Southbank. Yeah. Uh, the food, Red Hill five star. Eh. Sure. Realistically, no, no, that's no, that's because their food is um the Italian place across the road. It's not oh, actually yeah, cl- their food. Yeah, right. The pizza, and place. then it says close second is Blue Room Cinema. But um, Ari says, but realistically, I don't want fucking Thai food watching my movie. <laughs> Give me a bloody pizza. Five Hill takes the win. Yeah. Keep it simple, stupid. Okay, yeah. I didn't like their food, but I get it. Drinks Red Hill again. Oh, he had a really good Amaretto sour there, which Fuck Ari yeah. and Jack do enjoy. And Dan, hate, uh, Dan Pulse, Dan and my work there as well. Yeah, that's true. Oh, I hate amaretto sours. Uh, seats. I love amaretto sours. It's become oh. my cocktail. Really? Okay, I like yeah. that few more than a spicy mug. That was unoriginal. Okay. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> I don't have a cocktail. Cold beer for me. Man of the people. That's right. Seats. Reading. Um, Reading Newmarket. Mm-hmm. Screens. Cineplex. Southbanks. Vibe slash ambiance. Reading slash Red Hill. Yeah, he's right. Red Hill's not a bad vibe actually. Um, but I just think that's yeah. in a good spot. Like they haven't done. I don't know it's good. Uh, and location surrounding. What does he say? South Bank, boring, but there's activity. I, I mean, all of these are pretty. All of these are pretty close to a grill. Actually, you mentioned. I actually think. Yeah, I actually think location Palace James Street is probably unbeatable. Like that is a lovely cinema to walk out of during the day. Had the Barbie Burger, by the way, at grill oh, yeah, before good. seeing Barbie. Yeah, it's yum. Fuck yeah. Yeah. You loved the it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a Batman book. I loved them all. The Demogorgon one was weird because I had to dip it in shit. Yeah. But the Barbie burger was good. Good. Ari made the good point that the vibe and ambience of South Bank does sink it hard. Um, yeah, but it also kind of makes but it. But I think that's what makes it. It's the dirtiness. Yeah. It that takes it's, a risk. It's, it's, it's grimy. It's a bit grotty. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Sam Mullen said, obviously, the Titan... Is the is yeah, the biggie? Titan Lux, is he? Um, of right. course. Um, I mean, and we're just well, going to say we've... all good cinemas. Fuck, I reckon. It's a blanket At the bottom statement. of the big cinema. This is very. Uh, yeah, this is they they fuck absolutely one hundred percent. Just going through our things. People say, "Oh, Dendi at Cooperoo got sent in as the one." Oh, okay. Yeah, Cineplex. Yeah, Max. See. Max has covered that all very well. El Dorado coming in South Bank. Ah, uh, Chanel Cinema. Oh, cute. We covered it great. Henry. Oh, you did. Oh, this is great. It's all in there. Yeah. No, well done. Well done all. I think that's great. We usually on these kind of movie-themed episodes say, what would the movie be like if it was set in Brisbane? But we won't do that with Oppenheimer. No. Well, it's a city on a river and don't you ever forget it, kid. And that's all we've got time for. I think it'll be back to regular programming next week um, as we take a look at a suburb that we'd know nothing about and then try to talk about movies during it um, as opposed to an episode where we just lent in. We just, we just did what we actually wanted to do, which was do Barbenheimer. Go support the movies. I'd like to yeah, finish go as well. I won't, go I won't read out the whole thing, but just wonderful to see how much money these movies are making, just shattering all sorts of records. And uh, one of our cinemas, uh, Cineplex, the Balmoral one, uh, put up a big post from Pete from the Cineplex. And uh, I'll only read the first little stanza. Yeah, he said, please, Pete please. here, 
I want to express my heartfelt gratitude to all of our amazing customers who have been with us during the thrilling release of Barbie and Oppenheimer. These past few days have been nothing short of extraordinary. Barbie set the cinema ablaze. They were exceptionally busy. I had the joy of witnessing all six cinemas practically sold out for our prime evening sessions. It's been a whirlwind. I haven't seen such enthusiastic response since the days of Endgame in 2019. Looking at the figures, this is just huge and we cannot thank you all enough. Um, Beautiful. That gives me chills. I'm so excited that the movie's back. Thank you, Barbie. Thank you, Oppenheimer. But mainly thank you to Sound of Freedom. Uh, <laughs> mainly thank you um, to the Manhattan Project for winning World yep. War II. Um, I uncritically watched Oppenheimer. I didn't think anything about us, uh, the Western think about imperial it. role in the world. If we hadn't have dropped those bombs, all these nice cinemas wouldn't be making so much money today. So, what goes around comes around. <laughs> We, we, we didn't like and, and also and by the way um, based on the other movie we watched The Patriarchy is fine um, we didn't mm. learn much from uh, Barbie and Oppenheimer us too <laughs> good stuff and uh, oh, well thank you everyone thank you Brisbane Heimer uh, well done to those cinemas that we mentioned thanks for getting in touch and we'll do a suburb next time if you haven't seen the movies go see them I'm going to probably see them both again mm. and remember I am become podcast creator of laughs <laughs> Tagline for this episode. <laughs>